Hello, hello, and welcome to the show. You're listening to the We Podcast, and I'm your host, Sarah Menares. I believe that we all need a space to speak our authentic truth, as well as a space to hear the truths of real and vulnerable people so that we can better understand that we are not alone. Hearing the experiences of others encourages us to step into the light in our own lives. It is through owning our stories and learning to speak our truth that we are able to grow and rise above the challenges we face and step into the full power of all we were created to be. You will hear many topics discussed in this space with people from all over the world. We hope that you feel welcomed into a community of growth and that this space will invite you to uncover the absolute greatness that is already inside of you. Oh, and don't forget, check out all the We Podcast episodes as well as the We Spot blog over at thewespot.com. Are you ready? Let's dive in. You're listening to episode number 50, Embrace Your Creativity, Write a Book. In this episode, I interviewed Julie Schooler. Julie lives in New Zealand, and we got connected through the WE podcast. It's actually a super cool story, and I can't wait for you to hear it. She's an author of seven books and mama of two beautiful tiny humans. She wants you to rediscover your sparkle, so she is on a mission to help busy people to have all the love, energy, and fun they deserve without the guilt or overwhelm. Her easy-peasy books provide simple and straightforward information on parenting topics. The Nourish Your Soul series shares delicious wisdom to feel calmer, happier, and more fulfilled. This episode is packed with awesome growth nuggets and also tons of helpful info about writing a book. If you have the feeling inside that you may want to write a book someday, you will definitely want to listen. And if not, this episode might just inspire that spark to appear if it's not already there. So thank you, Julie, for your heart and all of the goodness that you share with us in this episode. It was a pleasure having you as my guest. Now, before we dive in, I want to give a shout out to the review of the week. This week's review comes from Tree of Life Health Coaching, and she says, supportive and loving. The love Sarah has for women is so inspiring and amazing. So thankful that she is sharing her wisdom and heart with the world. She's so real. She walks with you through all the stuff and lets you know that you can do it and that we truly have a choice about our future. Thank you, Sarah, for your wisdom. Thank you, Tree of Life Health Coaching, for that amazing, touching review. It really makes my heart smile, and I appreciate you so much. All right, my friends, here we go. Let's dive in. Here is my interview with Julie. Welcome to this episode of the WE Podcast. Today, I have Julie Schooler here with me, and I'm so excited for so many different reasons. I can't wait to dive in. I know there's going to be awesome 
information and nuggets in here for our listeners. But I also feel a personal connection to Julie, even though I've never met her in person. She's all the way on the other side of the world, <laughs> which is amazing. Yay for technology. But thank you, Julie, for being here with me today. Hi, Sarah. It is so awesome to be speaking with you. I feel like I know you, even though I have just been following you and listening to your podcast. And it's just such an honor to be here yeah. all the way from New Zealand. I'm talking from the future. <laughs> yes, you are. You're talking from the next day. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't technology just incredible? It is. It really is. I have to say my connection to you I have to tell everyone about it because I just think it's it's so cool. But sure. you were my very first person to ever reach out to me about the podcast. So I started the podcast. And, you know, when you're starting something out that's you feel like it's really big and maybe kind of vulnerable and you don't quite know uh, if it's even making a difference or an impact, you know, I maybe that's just me, but I... <laughs> question that, you know, is this even, is it even helping anybody or is it even being listened to? And I got an email from you and you're the very first person to connect with me saying, hi, I found you somehow. I'm all the way in New Zealand. I'm listening to your podcast. You gave me a little bit of feedback about the music, which was amazing because I had no clue what I was doing. <laughs> <laughs> and I, it was just such, it was such an encouragement to me. And I don't know if I really communicated that to you really, really well, but it, it was totally like the wind in my sails that I needed. Like there's someone all the way on the other side of the world that's listening and it's, it's amazing. And I remember telling my family, I have a listener in New Zealand. <laughs> Oh my goodness, I had absolutely no idea. I just, you know, you just send off an email, a couple of lines, and you just don't really think about it. Like, and yeah. goodness, goodness, that, that, yeah, that, that's just lovely. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you for that. But it, it, I think it also shows the power of sending off just an email that you don't think is that big of a deal, what an impact it can make, and how that email also has led to this connection between the two of us. So it's awesome. Thank you. Oh, that is so cool. I, yeah. That just gives me tingles. Yeah. <laughs> me too. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm excited to dive in with you because I know there's a lot of amazingness going on in your world and you've done a lot of things uh, that I know I want to know more about and especially the publishing. But before we totally dive into that, you want to give our listeners a little bit of an overview about you and, and kind of your background? Sure. Uh, yes, I, I'm a qualified accountant and I worked for years in corporate. And then at the end of 2014, so just over four years ago, I found myself jobless and pregnant with my second child. And it really hit me very hard. And it shows that I have quite a lovely life, but it was one of the hardest things that I had to deal with. And it brought up a whole lot of feelings of 
of rejection, even though it was obviously a professional decision from the business that I was working with. But I couldn't help but feeling a lot of negative emotions about the whole thing. And I was at a bit of a loss because I didn't want to try and find a new job when I was six months pregnant. Um, and fortunately, fortunately, I'm married so and my husband was working. So that is, I didn't have to find a job right then and there. But it was, what am I going to do other than being, other than being a mum? A mama and I'd always wanted to write a book and I found a coach who had just written a book and I said to her uh, that I wanted to write a book and and now four years later I've written seven books so <laughs> I don't I, I sort of sort of blink and I just don't really know how how it's all happened but uh, yeah so four years ago I, I knew absolutely zero about anything to do with writing book writing uh, publishing being an author Mm. even saying that I'm an author feels sort of funny sometimes and um, I just drank from the fire hose and and now I've got seven books somehow (laughs) (laughs) that's awesome (laughs) yeah so so you were an accountant and then lost your job and then you started work, working with a coach. Was it like a life coach or a, a business coach? Yes, she was, a, she was most, mostly a life coach. So she got me to have a, a look at why I was feeling so rejected and work through a lot of those feelings. So that was, that was really helpful. And, and then she gave me a couple of resources to actually follow online, different authors and, and blogs and websites and podcasts. And then I um, found a course that was really awesome that promised that I would have a best-selling book on Amazon within 90 days. Mm. And so that that was an investment, but I um, purchased the course called Self-Publishing School and they were wrong and it took 100 days. So (laughs) 100 (laughs) days. I had what they call a best-selling book. So within the category that uh, my first book, Easy Peasy Potty Training, was in it was in the toilet training category and for a few hours there it was number one in in the category so so I can say I have a best-selling book on Amazon although it's a little bit of a technicality but it still feels good yeah (laughs) heck yeah and only 10 days off yeah that's pretty good (laughs) so that was about a year after I lost my job yeah, that first book came out. Mm-hmm. Wow. It's such an example. I hear people, you know, all the time say it took them losing a job or something, you know, extreme happening to where they didn't have a choice. Do you know what I mean? To mm-hmm. to then step into, okay, this is what I really want to be doing or this is what I'm really passionate about. Yes, definitely. I think if I just continued the way I was and and in my comfort zone I don't think I would have ever written a book because I always you always think you have more time than what you have and if I'd been working full-time and had kids personally I don't think I would have made the time to write a book a lot of other people do but because I I was I was gifted that uh, (laughs) (laughs) redundancy Um, not only able to spend time with my three-year-old before my daughter was born, um, but then I was able to research and, and, and write the book. And then I've just continued. <laughs> so yeah. I, I have, I've been fortunate not to have to go back to another full-time job and um, been writing and looking after the kids for the last four years. Awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. So I, I just love the, the hope in that, in that, you know, sometimes the things that in the moment we feel like are the worst things that could be happening to us, they end up being the biggest 
blessings that we could have gotten, but it takes a little time sometimes to realize that. <laughs> it's, it's just amazing. I don't know if you've read uh, Thrive by Arianna Huffington and a few other books talk about when you know, in uh, like books by Martha Beck and things like that, and they talk about when you know you're on, on the right path and sort of coincidences or interesting things that happen. And for example, I um, was just following this particular author online, you know, didn't know her or anything, and then worked out that I just small in a small world kind of way that I knew her husband. And through him, I got in touch with an old friend of mine that I'd actually lost contact with 10 years ago. And I, and I had no way of getting in contact with her. And we finally met up after over 10 years of, of, of not being able to be in contact with each other. Yeah. And I just think that wouldn't have happened. That, I, I, I don't know if that would have happened or it might have happened in a different way, but how, how amazing is something like that to have happened? Mm-hmm. And it, it just all these kind of like little things that have happened in my life since, it, it's just incredible. Mm, yeah, that's awesome. I love that. Such an encouragement, I think, hopefully to people who are maybe in that place where they feel like something has happened outside of their control that might seem really hard and and terrible that that can be taken and turned into to something something different yes but i always have a thing where you have you have to have the right mindset to do it and if it takes going to a coach or a therapist um then do that or you've got to flip your mindset you can't just wallow and 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 wish things were different Mm, mm -hmm. that's such a good point a lot of times we need help we need somebody else to come alongside of us. You need someone to slap you out of it sometimes, <laughs> metaphorically. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> oh, that's true. <laughs> All right. Well, let's dive in. I want to know more about your books. You have written seven books and I know they're, they're kind of all in different topics. Is that right? Yes. Um, I would suggest to any of your listeners who want to write a book, to perhaps sit back and decide what kind of genre or niche that they want to get into and then kind of write in that niche. Because if you write in one particular niche or genre, then you're more likely to make um, have, a, have a following that's cohesive. Mm. Uh, but if you do it my way and you just write a book because you, you decide you want to write a book and then, and then decide, just don't do it my way, okay? <laughs> so, <laughs> so I started off, I was like, well, what do I write a book about? Because what do you write a book about? And yeah. I've just gone through uh, toilet training, potty training, my oldest, my boy, who was two or three at the time. And I thought, oh, I will write a book on potty training. And, and then, so that led me down writing that book and another book in the parenting sort of niche. And, and then I realized, you know, although, although I really, I love those books, mm-hmm. it's not where I really want to be. And I started writing in the self-help, personal development, personal growth niche. So I think the, my favorite book I wrote is called Crappy to Happy. And, I, and it was um, especially for mamas, um, mm. just little tips and tools to help you become happier on a daily basis and you don't have to eat pray love your way around the world just just (laughs) 
being, just looking at at your life in a in a more positive way. And I and I, and I, and I truly say in every single one of my books, I write this book for myself, and that's the book that I go back to the most for myself. Mm-hmm. And then uh, when I a couple of years ago I turned forty, and I decided to create a challenge for myself, and I did forty things on my bucket list um, in one year, and um, and I didn't even think about writing a book on it. <laughs> so strange and then I was like oh I could write a book <laughs> yeah that's amazing uh, so I, I did write I wrote a book on how to just do a normal bucket list but also if you wanted to do an interesting challenge like that there was a chapter on that as well but uh Ooh, I'm gonna have to look at that one I'm turning yeah, 40 so in September I, yeah <laughs> what was that I'm turning 40 in September oh, no so way. I need to oh yeah. awesome I, I just I've actually, this is another one of those things, like the number of people that have come up to me saying, I'm writing my list now and I've, you know, and I'm, and I'm trying to do this many things before this time or while I'm 40 or, or just, you know, just now because it's a good time. Yeah. So what I say about bucket lists is don't, don't make everything huge and expensive and all about travel. Like you can do some small things that you've always wanted to do. Like I tried to learn to juggle and I grew sunflowers and I, I walked across Auckland and all those things were almost zero cost. So that's yeah. awesome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait to, find I'm giving you some ideas now. <laughs> yeah, I know you have my wheels turned and I'm like, Ooh, 40 things. <laughs> my sister, my sister's um, turning 40 this year. So she's doing 40 things as well. So that's really awesome. That's so awesome. It's a movement. You're creating a bucket list movement. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, very cool. So Crappy to Happy is the book that you said you go back to all the time. Mm -hmm. Yes, and I'm writing a similar one at the moment uh, called, and it's going to be, you heard it here first. So it's going to be called Rediscover Your Sparkle. And it's going to be a really short book and just taking it, some of the tips from crappy to happy, but some other things that I've learned in the last couple of years and um, putting them together mm-hmm. along the same lines about going back to who you really truly are in your core and loving yourself and looking at every day like it's a gift. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Why which, I, which I'm pretty much writing for myself again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Isn't it true though? It's so true. I, I mean, I'm, well, I'm in the process of writing a book I'm about halfway done. And this is why I'm like super excited to ask you questions about the actual publishing piece of it too. But I I think it's so true though. So often we do write for ourselves or we write for our own healing, our own process, our own encouragement, I guess. I it, It's very therapeutic to write as well, I think. So tell me more about your book. Is it a nonfiction book? Uh, yeah, nonfiction. Mm-hmm. It's really essentially my story is the first half. And then the second half is kind of takeaways from my story. Oh, that'd be awesome. I can't wait to read it. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> so do you want to know some like where to from here once you finish it? Yeah, well, definitely. There's like a couple of different. So obviously there's the writing process. So maybe we should start there. Because that, I think, is the hardest part. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, no, it's not the hardest part. <laughs> no, oh, man. <laughs> it 
depends. It depends. Sometimes it is. I some books. First of all, all I can ever say is write, 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 and finish it. Write and finish it. And I'm not a write every day kind of person. But once I get into a project, I'm like, I feel like I'm in harvest. Like I'm a harvest season kind of. I'm a seasonal writer. So mm-hmm. once I'm in a book writing project, that's what I'm focusing on for a mm-hmm. month or two or however long it takes. So just write, 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 and and finish it. And it doesn't matter how terrible it is. Just finish something that's terrible and then go back and, and rewrite it and rewrite it. And I personally find rewriting, rewriting really hard, the hardest bit. Yeah. Oh, really? Yes. <laughs> I can write a book in a week, but then it'll take me another month to rewrite it. <laughs> oh, like to go in and... Yeah, just get it how I actually want it. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, that's uh, great. That's a great, that's great advice though, because I find myself getting hung up on trying to filter through what I'm trying to say as I'm writing it the first time, which I think is really hindering mm-hmm. for sure. Editor out, just get your creative muse in and just, you know, deep down what you actually want to put on paper. So just put it all down and then you can always maneuver it around in the right places or you can change the words get your your thesaurus out later Hmm. Mm -hmm. i sometimes go that word x and i just put x x x x and then i come back and i'm like what was i trying to say sometimes (laughs) (laughs) i'm like oh right yes yeah Uh we'll come to you later just just finish it a lot of people have a lot of half books Mm -hmm. Mm. yeah Yes. Now my goal is to have it out hopefully within the next couple of months. But the other thing that I have found is I am a person where it's really hard for me to just write a couple pages one day. And then like once I'm in that mindset, it's, it's really hard for me to get back into it. Like if I have to go answer the phone or, you know, tend to my child or something like that, then I'm like, ah, oh, oh, I now, now I don't know what I was saying. Yeah. <laughs> so how do you do it? The, the first half of the book, I scheduled out two full days where I told my husband and my children and everyone, even on social media, I won't be responding to you for two days. I'm, I'm writing. And that I, seemed I, I think you, I think you've, I think everyone has a different process and I think you're working through your process and that seems like a good one for you. Yeah. Like some people write one hour or two hours every day and that's it. And I find that very difficult too. And I, and I'd much prefer to just write over a weekend or just go so hard over one week and then, mm. and go, right, I'll kind of finished it. So it's just, it's whatever fits into your schedule, but you've got to fit it into your schedule. And sometimes, and you know, someone was joking the other day on a po- another podcast, an author podcast I was listening to, that you don't hear you don't hear other professions saying they have blocks or anything. You don't have chemical engineers or truck drivers going, "I have a truck driver block. I have a chemical <laughs> engineer block." So we we can let the muse carry us along, but then we've just got to work. Mm-hmm. That's a great and, point. I love that. Perhaps it would help remembering why you're writing the book in the first place. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah. Who you want it to serve and, and your ideal reader and, and what they'd get out of it. Yeah. Yeah. It's amazing. Okay. So once the book is done, then what? Then what? <laughs> so uh, you want to get, if you want to get it as good as um, it can be, then it, you, um, well, then you, then you've got two paths. You either go down a traditional uh, publishing path or an independent publishing path. So, um, and so you've got to make a decision at that point. And, 
And if you go down a traditional publishing path and you get accepted by a traditional publisher, then they will sort out an editor and a cover artist and all that kind of stuff. If you go down an independent publishing path, then you have to find your own editor, find your own cover artist and all that kind of stuff. Regardless of which path you end up going down, then you will have to do a lot of marketing. So don't think that you can just write a book and someone else will like um, promote it for you. You'll, you'll do it. Luckily, you've got, you've got a platform to promote things on in the first place so that will be fine for you so it's just what you think is is the best use of your time how much you want to learn about publishing whether you want to get the book out if you want to get the book out like you said in the next couple of months the independent publishing is probably better Mm -hmm. whereas traditional publishing you might be doing submissions for the next couple of months and it might not be out for another year so yeah Mm -hmm. yeah i of course have done all independent publishing (laughs) yeah yeah well it seems like that's really more of the popular way to go nowadays is the independent publishing uh yes i mean especially if you've got your own platform if you've already got you know some people out there who are part of your tribe then it's an awesome and it's a non-fiction book especially as well it's a really good way of doing it because you can just promote it um however you like and and it's just so much quicker but it just it is more work because you've got to find your own editor um and but finding an own editor it's not that hard i just went on upwork which is a freelance contractor site and Mm. i said i want an editor for this length of book and i'm willing to pay this much money and and, got, and asked people to edit like a, a short passage from my book. Mm-hmm. And then I just sort of went through the submissions and found someone I liked. And you might not even find the right person the first time, but there's plenty of other people out there. So um, excellent people on platforms like that. Mm. And covers, I mean, there's all sorts of people who will do your covers. That's, a, that's the two main things. And then you've got to find a formatter or format it yourself. So that's the three things that you might have to pay for. Um, mm-hmm. if, I mean, a lot of people don't even get an editor, but it's just one of those things that just seems a bit more professional. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, people think it's going to cost them thousands and thousands of dollars. I mean, my first book, I think most of my books cost about $500 US for the editor, formatter, cover. Hmm. It's not, you know, it's it's not that expensive to get a get a book out there to actually publish it, to publish it, to upload a file onto Amazon into other platforms like Apple, Apple and Kobo. It's free, it's completely free. That's Isn't that cool. amazing? Isn't technology amazing? It's so amazing. Yes. <laughs> and yeah. then you sell it on you sell an ebook on Amazon, and you get seventy percent of the price of the ebook and Amazon take 30%. Yeah, I was going to ask you that because I think that's a big question that a lot of people have too is how lucrative is it? I mean, I've heard, you know, on one hand people say it's it's great, on other hand people say it's like peanuts. So, I don't know uh what the real <laughs> answer is. <laughs> Basically, it's you know, like you're selling a book for between two ninety nine and nine ninety nine, and you're getting seventy percent of that. So you might get two, three, four, four dollars a book. So per item, it's not that much, and it just depends how many you sell. Mm-hmm. But but re- you remember, you're making you're making this asset once. I'm going back to my accounting roots here. You're making this asset once. You've spent the next, you know, you spend a few months making this asset once. And you can get revenue from it for the rest of your life and like 50 or 70 years after you die. Isn't that amazing? It is amazing. You're putting it on Amazon. It's like the biggest website in the world to sell things. So they allow you to sell something and get 70% of the profits on the biggest website in the world. Yeah. What could be better? (laughs) 
<laughs> it's so true. <laughs> It's just amazing. So that's the ebook. And then if you want a print book, people also have misconception about this. So you think people think you have to do a print run, you have to go to a printer or anything. No, it's nothing like that these days. So you upload a file into Amazon and it's and you have to do a proper cover with a back and and you have to, and there's a few other things you have to do, but it's not that much different from an ebook. And then and then you just say it's for sale on Amazon, a print book. You don't have to have any inventory any books at your house any books in your garage anything like that and then if someone wants the print book option of your book they go onto amazon buy it and amazon literally print off one copy of your book and send it out to the customer you don't have anything to do with it isn't mm -hmm. that amazing that is amazing yeah <laughs> it really is <laughs> it's awesome mm -hmm. so, so as for actually making Millions? No, I, I'm tick, I'm ticking over, but I am hoping that I will. I've got seven books. I've got seven assets. Um, I feel like I've got fourteen assets because I've got an ebook and a print book for all of them, mm. and and I'm just hoping that I get more and more sales. Um, and and that's my responsibility for marketing and promoting my books. Mm -hmm. That's so cool. I knew after I talked to you, I'd be like amped <laughs> up and motivated and ready to finish. <laughs> I, I want everyone to write a book. I, we're, we're, so, we're, we're so consumer oriented these days. You know, we all watch films and watch TV and, and, and receive information, but, but we're, we're crying out to create. We're crying out to create and we just don't realize how much we are yeah and so create create something if it's not a book create a painting create a sculpture build a playhouse you know a tree house mm -hmm. do something create yeah i agree i i think that's that's something that gets put on the very back the very bottom of the list of priority i think creativity is something that goes out the window first for a lot of people. oh so easy to put it off that's mm. one of the things I'm going to be talking about in my next book. Mm. <laughs> now, now it is. I'm going to have to write that down. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. I'm constantly writing notes in my phone. Oh, I got that's Yeah, I got to write that. <laughs> the, the thing with books is you, it's very hard to know when to stop. Um, but the shorter, the better these days. People have short attention spans. So if you think you've got a lot, to write a new book and, and it's not quite fitting, just think you can write another book. Mm, yeah. That is a question I was going to ask you is link. Like how much do you think, because that's something I've fretted about personally, how many pages does it need to be? How long does it need to be? And you get lots of different answers when you Google it. <laughs> mm, I would say these days under 200 pages. Yeah. But that's just, that's my personal opinion. Yeah. Yeah. I read a lot of nonfiction, a lot of self-help and uh, yeah, I, I make my parenting books are a bit longer, but my personal development books, I made 12 chapters and that just felt like the right amount of chapters. And you're not going to write more than, I don't know, two or 3000 words per chapter. And that makes for about, my books are about a hundred, 120 pages. So um, I don't know whether that's a good amount, but it makes a book look like a book without looking really bulky. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, that's helpful. So then once you are going through Amazon and you've published, the biggest thing it sounds like you're saying then is advertising. Yes. Yeah. Again, don't do what I do, which is throw spaghetti at a wall and see what sticks. <laughs> 
I don't know. Sometimes that's helpful. <laughs> Basically, the main advice is to, if you're writing nonfiction and, you, and there's a particular message that you want to get out, then uh, the main advice is to grow your brand, grow your email list, have a website or have a social media presence and promote your book, but don't be, don't be salesy about it. Just uh, again, it's one of those things you can either put a lot of time into it and have a social media strategy, talk to influencers or all that kind of things, or you can pay. So at the moment I'm, I'm playing and testing with Amazon advertising. So that's, it's a cost per click advertising. So mm-hmm. I'm just advertising my books on Amazon and, and, and that's been quite fun and people and lots of authors don't like it because it's not writing, but I find it kind of a creative endeavor because I have to choose which cost per click number I'm going to do and uh, what copy I'm going to like the short one sentence copy I'm going to write on my ad. And oh, there's so many things you can change with the advertising. So I'm actually quite enjoying it. I'm just approaching it as a, as a fun experiment and 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 it's not costing me a whole lot of money either so and i'm seeing a return so so yeah Mm -hmm. um people talk about facebook advertising i haven't i haven't tried that yet we'll we'll see apparently that sucks a little bit more money i'm not ready for that yet (laughs) (laughs) yeah i've done some facebook advertising so yeah I, i i mean it seems effective though i'm i'm not well you're one stupid of me <laughs> <laughs> well i've never done amazon advertising oh when's yeah. your book again but yeah, yeah, yeah if you've done facebook advertising um yeah that, that could work really well mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. um it, it just really depends on who your tribe is what your book's about yeah, yeah 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 so what is your biggest advice for people who are sitting here they're listening to this and they're saying oh i really i really want to write a book I really know for me personally, I knew I needed to write a book for a long time. And I, I ran the other way as long as I could. (laughs) But I think people who are writers know within themselves that they are and know that they want to write a book. But like you said, lots of people don't actually do it. So what's, what's your advice for the people listening that maybe are in that Please. Yes, don't let your mind tell you that you can't do things. Yeah, I, and don't think that it will just happen. Like, there's two things: it is your mindset. You you've just got to get over the imposter syndrome and 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 the whole thing that I'm not a writer or goodness, who would want to hear from me or that book's been written before. None of those are true. Your perfect reader is crying out for your book. Mm. I've had so many people with the potty training book saying, I've read, I read other potty training books and yours is the only one that helped my child. Uh, it just, that just feels really good. Yeah. And I felt like an imposter writing it because I had literally potty trained one child. And there was all these experts who were potty training experts. And you've just got to go back with the mindset, go back to why are you writing this book? Who are you writing this book for? Um, is it going to entertain someone if you're writing fiction or is it, is it going to help someone if you're writing nonfiction? Um, and, and so keep that in mind. And, and then the strategy part of it, the tactical part of it is don't think the muse is going to encompass you the whole way. It will help you um, start, but you've got to schedule time or you've got to decide what you are going to give up in order to finish writing that book because you will be giving up something. You'll be giving up TV or you'll be giving up sleep or um, you'll be giving up date night or something good. 
So you've got to work out what good thing you're going to be giving up for the great thing of having a book. Mm, I love and it's that. only for a short time. You can go back to watching TV. That's <laughs> <laughs> so true. That's so good. Yeah. Also, just a tip, which I've learned, and I want to tell everybody about, and it's very important, and it will save you a lot of time and angst with your editor, is after a period, after a full stop or a period, there is one space, not two spaces. And I'm old school and I did not realize this. Oh. So, <laughs> wait. So, some people I'm already like, know this. <laughs> no, but it, this is so funny. It's like something that I, I question all the time when I'm writing is, is there one space or two after a period? One space. <laughs> one. Yes. Okay. So they used to teach us too back in the day. Yes. <laughs> so the wow. young ones are fine but yes yeah so don't put two spaces after your full stop and, and it, will, it will save a whole lot of time when you come to edit your book <laughs> oh, that is mind-blowing julie that's, so that, that's your <laughs> biggest tip that's a takeaway for everybody it's <laughs> <Yes>, amazing <laughs> thank you <laughs> it's so true though yeah i've noticed people only do one now and i was like but i was taught two yeah Mm -hmm. don't even go onto the internet and, and search this because there is huge debates and arguments oh really <laughs> go down a rabbit hole <laughs> <laughs> that's funny all right well that's huge too yes and time saving yes sure. there we are so the other thing is is I, and I really want to point out is it sounds to me like something that's really important is writing from your heart and being passionate about what you're writing about and and your shift to personal growth and development and and writing about what you truly loved to write about which was helping is it mainly women or is it men too i mean is your audience women uh, I, i've had men read the books and enjoy them and okay okay so, both. so yeah even the crappy to happy book i had a really interesting review from a, a guy uh but um yeah, I guess I'm writing for I'm writing for me. I'm just writing for someone mm. like me. Yeah, such yeah. a good point. And whoever that appeals to is is up in the air. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, again, don't do what I do. Work out your niche. Work out your try. Work out your customer avatar. I have no idea most of the time. <laughs> someone well, I was listening to another podcast, and someone said they just think of a room full of themselves, and I'm like, okay, I'll just think of a room full of myself. <laughs> Yeah. Myself. Yeah. Great. I'm an author. <laughs> no, but I think I, you know, I've really heard people say when you're writing, don't try and think about what the audience wants you to say. And I think it's easy to get caught up in that. Like how will people take this or what, what do I think will appeal to people? And it's easy to write with that in mind. And I think when you do that, though, you forsake the real reason for writing or, or your original message. And so writing to yourself seems to me like it would keep that sense of authenticity. Yeah, I love that. But I also, I'm just going to play devil's advocate. One, yeah. a, lot of, a lot of authors, especially in the fiction area, write to market and do a great job of it and earn good money. Like um, some romance authors and some thriller authors say, it's not even, the, you know, like they earn good money. So you've got to work out what your definition, definition of success is. 
right? Also, I don't want to put so much pressure on someone who's maybe an aspiring author. They have to write their authentic truth, absolute down to the bone, because mm. that's really hard to get on paper. Uh, if you think you, it's going to be published and other people are going to read it, maybe leave, maybe leave something in your journal, you know, write what you really want to say in your journal and then decide what you want the world to hear. And you can, you can, I think you can do a bit of both. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure if I answered your question. <laughs> yeah, no, no, I, I like that. And I love, I love the devil's advocate. I love both sides. Yeah. I, I think not, not putting, not putting the pressure on yourself is, is huge. I don't want someone to not write a book because they feel like they're putting, they'll be putting themselves out there way too much. Mm. Um, you do end up putting more of yourself out there than you realize, but uh, that should be the reason to write the book rather than the reason not to write the book. So mm. please just write your book. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you. Thanks for that. So I want to know a little bit more about uh, one of your books in particular. We have a little bit of time left, so I'm going to dive into this if that's okay, if we kind of shift gears. Go for it. So one of your books, it's, it's about how to find your purpose in 15 minutes is that right yeah <laughs> yeah find your purpose in 15 minutes so yeah so about a year ago I went to uh date with destiny which is a Tony Robbins seminar oh, Tony yeah. Robbins you the motivational mm -hmm. speaker yes and he and so date with destiny is the uh seminar that's based on his Netflix documentary because I'm not your guru mm-hmm and I'd gone to, I'd gone to UPW Unleash the Power Within. That was one of my forty bucket list things. That was the most expensive forty bucket list thing. So that was a couple of years back. But in that, it's like a four. UPW is like four days, and you see Tony for two days. And I thought, I want more Tony. I just want to see more Tony. And so I, and so I booked in this date with Destiny, and it was. It, we're very fortunate here in New Zealand. Tony does date with Destiny twice a year, only twice a year. And once is in Florida, where they filmed that Netflix documentary, and once is in Australia, which is the closest country next to us. Mm. And and so we're just very lucky that he even comes down here. And so it's six days with Tony. It's it's not like anything you've ever experienced before. It's literally fifteen hour days. So we sometimes finished at two o'clock in the morning. Wow. Um, and it was like a dance party. We pretty much danced. Like everyone's like, "What did you learn?" And I was like, "I don't know." We just danced the whole time. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> <laughs> anyway at the end of the six days we wrote our mission statement our purpose and and i loved it and i loved every second of it and if if it's that if, if it's your jam and you've got the resources then i advise everyone to go however it took us six days to get to our purpose and i thought i think i could do that quicker mm -hmm. <laughs> and so i just developed a, a, a kind of a work a kind of a worksheet kind of a workaround but mm -hmm. it felt really authentic and and um and then I thought, oh, I'm going to test this out on people. So I just put a little post up on Facebook and I was really astounded with the response. And I had over 100 people trial it out and, and people just came back to me saying, I thought it was going to be hard and I never wanted to do it. And this made it really easy and it felt really profound. It felt really individual. And I was like, oh, I've definitely got something here. And I just wrote a book around that. So the book itself might take longer than 15 minutes to read. But mm. if you work through the process, then it should take you about 15 minutes to find your purpose. Mm, I love that. I want to know more about it because I think working with women, that is the biggest question most women have 
what's my purpose? Wow. I had no idea. Mm -hmm. It's actually, it's actually, I'm surprised how much, how well it's selling actually better than the bucket list book and better than the goals book. So obviously people looking at that purpose, the purpose piece first. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) And, And it's just a piece of the puzzle, but it's nice to have that understanding and then you can proceed. Whereas if, if, if you kind of muddle with that, then you just don't know where to go. Yeah. 100%. I mean, I think it helps give direction for sure. Mm. I think women, especially moms, and I know you, you touched on it a little bit with your crappy to happy book. It's easy to get sucked into this vortex of, you know, everybody else and, and lose yourself. I think that's a, it's a huge, it's a huge thing and it's a very real thing. And so I think a lot of women, they feel like they get sucked into that and not knowing who they are. And it, and it becomes a a goal of like, there's, it seems like there's this moment with women where they like wake up and say, I don't know who I am. And, and I want to know who I am. I want to know what my purpose is, why I'm here, where I'm headed. And I think it's a beautiful thing, but it causes people a lot of distress. And so to have such an awesome tool, I think is huge. I, I, th- I feel like I'm reading your book right now. Is this part of, is this part of your book? <laughs> no. It's awesome. It's awesome stuff. You should put it in there. Put the next one. <laughs> well, thanks. <laughs> I, I think... I think it's men and women, and I think we put a lot of pressure on ourselves that we have to find a purpose. Mm-hmm. And I think it's really important, but I also don't, it's just a piece of the puzzle. So again, you know, just find your purpose and then just move on. And, you know, and like I've done, my, I've done workshops over the years and I've, I've kind of written out my purpose. And even in the Date with Destiny workshop, I wrote out a purpose. And, and, and I think it's an iterative thing. Like you can change your purpose like you know like people think I think people want certainty around certain things like their purpose but it is something that can change so don't worry about that it's something that it doesn't matter if you don't know right now just lean into what you think might be your purpose and then if you write it down at some point that's great but just do the things that you really want to do I think that's I think that's where um, my my main message Mm -hmm. I love that so good I can hear within you, you're all about giving yourself grace, not having so much pressure. It's, it's awesome. That's what I want everyone to try and do, yeah. especially me. <laughs> <laughs> My closest friends are like, you put too much pressure on yourself. So yeah, yeah. It's very hard. It's that, um, that Brene Brown TED talk on vulnerability. Hmm. You know, she said she knew she had to be vulnerable but she didn't want to do that. This was, <laughs> ah! Yeah, I feel exactly the same way. I have to, I have to watch that TED talk again. I do it about every six months. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Gosh, I love her. She's amazing. Yeah. And it, it's on my bucket list to go to UPW too. So. Oh, is it? Awesome. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Have you got one near you? Uh, I don't think so. I don't. There's ones all over the state, so yeah, just look. I actually had just looked at it not too long ago. I think the next one's in Dallas. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I I just reckon if if I don't recommend it to everybody, but if that's something you want to do, I highly recommend it. Yeah. Yeah. But then you'll want to go to date with Destiny. (laughs) (laughs) 
Exactly. Warning. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Awesome. All right. Well, let's move into, let's move into my questions that I ask all of my guests. I'm excited to hear uh, your answer. So the first question is, is what do you feel has been the most vital to your growth? For me, it's embracing my creativity. So I felt like I was good at writing and I liked writing when I was a kid and then just spent years working and working in corporate and it just, and it was just squashed. And, and then when I gave, after I gave birth to my first child, that's when I started dabbling in writing again. This was before I lost my job and everything. And I really, I really believed that having a child, like creating something brought out my creativity um and you don't need to do that to bring out your creativity but i think everyone has got creativity in them Mm -hmm. i love that i'm having a thought i started my book right after my son was born and i remember thinking am i crazy like how can i write a book with an infant what am i trying to do here (laughs) yeah we had all this time of four kids and we didn't write (laughs) <laughs> and only when I had kids, I decided to write. Like it's it's the silliest thing, but I really felt like yes, yeah, yeah. It's amazing. So, what has embracing your creativity done for you? Do you think? Well, it's just it's just led me on on the right path. I think I, I really feel like I'm I'm more who I am in the world, and and it just feels really great to say well say that I'm an author. Like some people only know me as an author now. Um, yeah. So it's just, yeah, that's really cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So do you think it, by being creative, you're, you're getting yourself in a space where you can listen to who you really are better? Mm. Well, I love, it, it's everything. I love reading. I love reading so much. So it's allowing me to do what I really love, which is read stuff and kind of absorb it and find patterns and then and then write what I know. Like it's the best. Yeah. And I think this is a lifelong thing. Like I'm I'm still getting there with working out. I'm on a on the path. I'm not I'm not at the top of the mountain. Yeah. Well, I think we're always on the path. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. All right. So second question is, what do you want to make sure that people know? What I want to make sure people know is by no fault of our own, we have a lot of negative thoughts going around our head. And, uh, and there's ways to diminish those and there's ways to make yourself happier. And a very easy way to, to minimize, well, not minimize, but Get rid of some of the negative thoughts that are going around in your head every day is to just not watch the news, not consume the news, not listen to the news, take the news apps off your phone, don't pick up a newspaper and just just ignore it. People will tell you if there's something big going on um, because they love to and and then you just don't get a whole lot of horror and terror and trauma that you don't need in your life every day. Hmm. The, the news is there to sensationalize negative events and instead you could just consume positive things like like the wee podcast <laughs> <laughs> yay just put something positive in your life <laughs> mm-hmm. totally i don't watch the news i haven't watched the news in years but people seem to like they people are shocked by it really yeah <laughs> uh-huh yeah, yeah. I always joke around with my friends. I say, if there's a meteor headed towards our earth, make sure you tell me. (laughs) 
because I'd have no clue. <laughs> my, my husband kind of knows what I'm interested in. So if there's like a celebrity baby or something, he's like, oh, did you hear about this? I was like, oh, good. I'll read about that. And something yeah. Anyway, but other than that, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I totally agree with you. I think that's, I think that's awesome. I think it's it's huge, and I we really do. Our head is already filled with such negativity and self defeating thoughts, and so to add more to that makes it a lot more difficult. If, if people finding this whole concept like blowing their mind, just try it for a week. So my challenge is just try it for a week. See how you feel. Mm-hmm. How do you think they'll feel? If they don't replace it with something positive and they're alone with their thoughts, they might actually feel worse for a little bit because it's very hard to be alone with your thoughts these days mm. or anytime. I think it might bring up even more emotions, but I think that would be a good thing for people. Some people would really love it and some people will not like it. Mm-hmm. But just try it for a week. It's only one week out of your big long life. Yeah, I love it. And then you're going to tell Julie how it went. Yes, please tell me. Yeah. The challenge is in my Crappy to Happy book too. So yeah. Oh, is it? Awesome. That's awesome. Well, I can't wait to check out more of your, your books. So tell us then now, how can people find you? Because I'm sure I'm not the only one who is excited to know more about these books so just look for my name julie schooler on any of the book selling sites apple kobo amazon julieschooler.com or julie schooler on the socials mm-hmm. awesome and you're on both facebook and instagram right yep and twitter and linkedin and <laughs> oh nice which one's your favorite uh i think i'm mostly on facebook yeah yeah me too. <laughs> I, I, my favorites change. <laughs> Do they? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Real quick, I want you to just give us a rundown of all seven of your books. Can you just tell us the titles so we kind of oh. know what to look so for? So my books, Easy Peasy Potty Training. It's about potty training. Easy Peasy Healthy Eating. It's about how helping uh, picky kids um, like vegetables. Crappy to Happy. I think that's pretty obvious. Bucket List Blueprint obvious Mm. super sexy goal setting find your purpose in 15 minutes and so if you've been counting you'll work out that that's six books and i wrote a picture book um called which i didn't do the pictures i didn't do the pictures which is called maxi moo flies to the moon and uh, and Mm. and if you're asking me which is the hardest book out of the seven books that i wrote that is the hardest book that i wrote yeah (laughs) 500 words and it was the hardest and longest and most expensive book <laughs> and yeah. I love it <laughs> yeah yeah that's amazing. I learned so much but yeah so if you've got any kids and uh, young kids under five then they might like that hmm. awesome well very cool all right well I will have the links to all of your spots the website and your social in the show notes so people can access that quicker and get in touch with you easier so thank you i mean you've definitely motivated me i know i have to get to work (laughs) (laughs) i know it's been just an absolute honor and and just a privilege and and i'm just yeah i'm fangirling i'm trying not to (laughs) 
(laughs) Well, thank you. Thank you for being here. You know, it's so awesome. I have to tell you this real quick because we're talking about the uh, the technology and how cool it is that you're in New Zealand and I'm in the U.S. and we're, we're able to have a conversation like this. My daughter told me recently that she loves it when I interview people who are not in the U.S., because it makes it feel to her like we're really not that far apart because we all still have the same struggles and the same things that we go through. And it just makes the world a a smaller and and more connected place. Oh, that is awesome. Oh, tingles again. That's a good way to end. (laughs) Yeah. Well, maybe someday I'll see you in person, but I love this. Yeah. I want to hug my computer. (laughs) I know. Hugs through the screen. (laughs) Uh, Well, thank you. Thank you so much for being here. Thanks for sharing your knowledge with us and and your heart. And I can't wait for people to get connected with you and dive into all of your amazing books. Thanks, Sarah. Yeah. All right, my friends, what an awesome interview. We absolutely believe in the power of our stories, and we are so very grateful to our guests who have the courage to speak their truth and share their heart, experiences, and light with all of us. If you want more of the WE podcast, make sure you head over to thewespot.com where you can find all of our episodes as well as the WE Spot blog. The We Spot is your go-to spot for growth, connection, authenticity, and encouragement. You can also find us on social media. Head over to the We Spot Facebook and Instagram pages and get plugged in. You can also find me, Sarah Moneras, on my personal Facebook and Instagram pages as well. If you love the We Podcast, we would be thrilled for you to rate the podcast and write us a review. We want as many people as possible to be lifted up in growth and get connected with our community. Also, don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss out on new episodes dropping every single week. We can't wait to see you over on social media. Thank you for being here today. It means a lot to us. Remember, your story makes you who you are. Speak your truth, grow constantly, rise above, and always know you are not on this journey alone. See you next time.